Hey, welcome to Peace Talk. If this is your first time, thank you. Uh, if it's not, welcome back. Peace Talk initially started off as just a sit-down solo podcast where I get to just talk to you guys for like an hour. Uh, then I got bored with that, okay? Like that, was, that was great. Uh, but I got bored, so I started having a bunch of guests on, and then I started having a bunch of people on here that I didn't want to talk to. And now, <laughs> I just want to get back to my roots. I want to just have a, a podcast where I just talk to you about certain things, uh, current events, topics, my opinion. Sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's serious, but at the end of the day, is just me talking to you and I appreciate you being an ear so welcome to Peace Talk This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil starring Elizabeth Moss FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Oh, we back. Thank you for listening to another episode of my podcast, which is really just a comedian talking to you. Because let's be honest, we love to talk. It's what we do for a living. Some are more successful than others. Okay, let's just let's start there. I want to say this. Today's episode, I will talk a little bit about my kids going back to school. One for the first time. My oldest, now fourth grader. And his first week, I, I got to be honest with you, back to school is is a glorious time for me okay like i i, I thoroughly enjoyed this and I, w- I was developing a joke i don't have the the i don't have my notebook in front of me right now but i was looking at like the first school in 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 the united states and this is way back when before we were called the united states and it's in boston massachusetts i don't have the year in front of me but i am just solely convinced that school was invented for the sole purpose of getting our children out of the house for six to eight hours a day. Like, <laughs> there's no other reason. Like, there's nobody was like, I want you guys to learn more, but I don't want to teach you. Okay. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not what happened. Like, somebody was like, look, look, anime. Uh, that's, you know, I don't know. Uh, Mayor Beth, we got to get these fucking kids out of the, <laughs> we got to get them out of the house. I'm tired of stepping on wooden legos <laughs> whatever the case was so i i i, I want to tell you about that but i, I want to start with comedy shows by the time you hear this i would have already completed successfully com- completed because i just speak i speak it into existence i very much believe in manifesting and i record these episodes the monday before so Every new, every Monday, I drop a new episode that I recorded the previous Monday, and this one is going to be before my casino show. So I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about big shows and being prepared for the moment. And then next week, I'm supposed to talk to you about some of the odd jobs that I had, like you know, <laughs> oh, when I worked retail, and you know, when I was a dishwasher, and, and all those fun jobs that sort of led me to to my current career. But I, I feel like I would I would be remiss if I do not share and talk about some of my major shows because this casino show is insanely major for me. It's major because I'm producing the show 
and it's the biggest show that I've produced. Meaning the the casino event center, which I <laughs> I've been in before. I've performed comedy when I did a guest spot for Marlon Wayans in 2017. Same place, same location. It was during winter time, <laughs> and that was that was insane. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that story on the next episode. However, I I also had my my wedding reception at this event center, and it's right now set to seat two hundred and forty, and that's a lot. Uh, I'm looking at my ticket sales. We are hovering around 150 and we got like five days to go. So God willing, it all works out and I'm not looking to sell out the place, but I am looking to try to get in close, you know, push as close as I can to get to that 200 because that'd be amazing. My, before that, my, my biggest show that I had produced was my first comedy album at Mason City Community Theater. The theater held about 138 and we sold 145 tickets. So naturally I'm like, let's 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 go big. Let's do 150, you know, for the casino show. I wanna I wanna max that. And it'd be it'd be amazing to push it closer to 200. So uh, you know, again, by the time you hear this, the show has already happened and it was hugely successful, and I got some ladies through their panties on the stage. Like it like everybody's coming out for the show. My wife is coming out, uh, her mother, my mother, my mother is going to be uh introducing me. I mean, we got the grandmas coming out. It's it's just any and everybody. So I just think about being prepared for the moment because ideally what we do as comedians is we practice, we do open mics, we do these shows. And let's be honest, some shows are bigger than others. I had an opportunity to be in front of thousands of people. And then the very next week in front of four people at the bar who didn't give a shit <laughs> about, about us. And that's just what happens with this this thing, this beautiful thing called comedy. However, you practice, you build material. So when you have that opportunity, when you get in front of the right people or when, you, when you're able to hit the right stage, you're ready. And that's something a lot of comedians underestimate. They underestimate the process. And that's what this is all about. It's, it's 100% a marathon. It's not a sprint. That overnight success story like that shit's done it's over it, it it really never ever really existed kevin hart he talked about it in his book or wrote about it i should say he wrote about it in his book you know it took him 16 years to be an overnight success so i'm telling you grind work so when you do have those big opportunities you knock it out the fucking park I was doing some shows recently and that was sort of the theme. Like, hey, these are new opportunities for us to do new venues. I did this beautiful, sexy winery, brought some guys with me and the crowd <laughs> might have been the first time ever. I, I asked the crowd, hey, do we have any 20 year olds? No 20 year olds in the room. <laughs> my my feature act was 29. Uh, and his girlfriend, I think, is 29. But other than them, hey, where's my 30-year-olds? I'm 30. I like to connect to my 30-year-olds. Yeah, little to none. 40 and up. I'm talking about 40, 50, 60. These old motherfuckers love me. Okay, like, <laughs> I want them over. And I wasn't clean. I wasn't super dirty. But I connected. And I bring all that up to say that is 
my mission. Like I am on a mission to connect to as many people as possible when I perform. May not be the funniest. I may not kill them, but I'm trying to connect. And sometimes I do that greatly, which is why I'm all about my, you know, hashtag greatness. And, you know, like I feel like I'm at, I'm at my best level because I'm getting the laughs, but I'm also connecting to people. Like they really enjoy, they really enjoy me. They really enjoy what I'm saying. But going a little bit deeper, it's it's that it's that relatable piece. It's that it's that hey, I understand what he's saying. So, with all that being said, the idea is all you know you 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 stay ready so you never have to get ready. I like to pretend I'm always ready, but I'm not. Okay. As I as I talk to you now, I am not even prepared for the casino show that I have in five days. You know, I I know I'm going to do well. I I'm not sure what every joke that I'm going to do, but I'm not 100% ready. However, you know, if you call me up, hey, I need a five minute set, or I need a 10 minute set, a 30 minute set, an hour set. I'm going to reach in my joke book, pull some shit out, and I'll be there. And I'm going to leave with my best. Some comedians don't do that. Some comedians don't understand when we talk about A-game. Bring your A-game. Bring your best jokes. Hey, you killed at a bar in front of 20 people. Now you're in a comedy club in front of 200 people. What are you going to do? So, all that being said, I'll talk about some big shows that I have in my career. And to be honest with you, I've had some major shows this year alone, from my second comedy album to be to be in a rag bri in front of twenty thousand plus people, and then this casino. And we'll talk about it. Anyway, in the mission of making these episodes shorter, <laughs> I'm going to talk about back to school. I I I you, I don't think you understand it until you're an adult and until you have kids of your own. Because you're off for a summer as a kid and you go back to school and it's like, well, how's the first week? And, you know, new clothes sometimes if you're lucky. And it's I, I was I was thinking about how it was when I was growing up and what back to school meant to me. I went to elementary school around the corner where my mother worked at. I went there up into fifth grade. Then I went to a middle school, met some of my best friends for life at this middle school, Ann Arbor Trail Magnet Middle School. For 6th, 7th, and 8th. And then I went to high school at Cass Tech. Where Diana Ross graduated or or went to. uh, Danny Glover. Big Sean. uh, A lot of of very talented people. I I can't remember the young lady name. Uh, I don't even think. No, no, I was going to say from Abbott Elementary. I could be wrong. But I went to this school and I just I did not like high school. High school was the worst. I was I was not popular. I I I just didn't feel like I belonged. Uh, <laughs> this is dumb. I shouldn't say it when I'm say I'm like, if I knew we were shooting up schools at this time, <laughs> I can't believe I said that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean I shouldn't make light of it, but like we live in this very tragic world. And these motherfuckers are re- they just they do not care. Like the 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 what do you call it? Of of life. Of, of another person's life is very low. You know, like how we how we view other individuals is very low. And it's scary. 
I, I just read, you know, some school in Iowa, the, the teachers got the certification to start carrying guns. And I, I just, ah, what's happening? What is going on? So anyway, every joke I say is not, is not for everybody. Some people laugh, some people don't. <laughs> I mean, school shooting jokes are, are not funny, but they can be. And I, say, I say that because I really believe many jokes, most jokes, can be. There's no topic off limit. Off limit. That's just my opinion as a comedian. I do think some people go about it the wrong way and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, like, that's another conversation for another time. But I, I, I fairly believe, I remember... I was doing a, uh, I was doing a show, uh, not important, but I had the owner come and tell a joke or something like that, and he he said something about uh, shooting up a a woman's vagina, like a school. It was something of, of that effect, but it was very hilarious. It was a internet joke. However, the point that I'm trying to make is, you can laugh. So. I, you know what? I, I just don't, I don't remember. I mean, I remember the excitement a little bit, but I also remember the dreadful, like, another year. I remember there was a time when I was in high school, I was like, I can't wait to get out of here. There was a time I didn't think I was going to graduate. All my other friends were talking about going to college. I'm like, I'm not going to college. That costs a lot of money. And I think middle school was probably my favorite stretch. So, I mean, I had to take several buses to get to I have to take two Detroit public schools and then a private or, or or yellow school bus to get us to the school. It was very far. It was an academic school, and I only went there because my girlfriend at the time was going there. And you know, you, you chase pussy, and you know, like sometimes it leads you to great decision making, and sometimes it doesn't. But I got to give her a shout out, Ebony <laughs> Ebony Bradley. If I did not do that, I don't know. You know, I, I probably would have went to some hood school that was close, and who knows? Who knows who I would? I would probably be a rapper right now. Who knows? Maybe drug dealer. Let's not let's not sell ourselves short. Okay, I could be a kingpin uh, if it wasn't for Ebony Bradley. Kept me on a straight and narrow, and went to a smart school. They went to a smart high school, and I don't know if I'm that smart, but <laughs> uh, I'm I, I am where I am. But I also do believe, like, we all eventually turn out to be who we are. I mean, we ha- we are influenced by a lot of things. But I, I, I do believe, you know, uh, like, I'm where I'm supposed to be. I would have gotten here eventually. Maybe it's another road. But, you know, it, it all works out. So my, sk- my, so my kids, so we have two boys, where we have three kids, but we have two boys, a four-year-old and a nine-year-old. Who will be ten, and we they're they're back to school, and 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 my oldest is a fourth grader now, and I don't remember fourth grade at all, for <laughs> for whatever reason, I remember my <laughs> I remember my odd numbers very well. I remember my first grade teacher, Miss Gutinis, rest in peace. <laughs> I remember my third grade teacher was. Probably to this day is still my meanest teacher I ever had. Which her name was Mrs. Folks. I don't know why she just didn't take no shit. <laughs> it's just funny, but my first grade teacher was a white woman, and my third grade teacher and, and many after that were all black. 
<laughs> and then my fifth grade teacher, uh, one of my favorite teachers, I was doing a, a show for the local teachers and administrators. And I did a Q&A after and someone asked me who was my favorite teacher growing up. And it might be my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Waters. I, I can't pinpoint what it was. She had a very, I don't know, like Angela Davis you know, spirit to her. And I just felt like she really cared and was very invested. And I don't know. She was she she was she was great. But I don't remember my I can't tell you who my fourth grade teacher was. <laughs> I'm sure she was amazing. But I don't know. Fourth grade is kind of a big deal. You know, like fourth grade for me right now as a parent is, oh, I don't think I know this. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm looking at the homework. I'm looking at the the assignments. I'm like, oh, I don't I don't verb and predicate and you know i'm starting to do a little bit more division and multiplication and you know i, I i'm good with carrying the one but all this extra stuff oh and i'm gonna be honest with you my, my wife is terrible with math so this this shit's gonna fall on me so i better i better brush up on my skills this is also the first year since my son has been in school because he, he went in kindergarten up until now we took a whole year off for for COVID. This is the first year he doesn't have his best friend in his class. And, you know, like, best friends are interesting. Like, I'm still best friends with some of my, some of the people that I went to elementary school with. In fact, I had someone that, I must be looking like I'm doing well on on social media. I had someone from my elementary reach out to me. Hey, how you doing? Hope you're doing well. I just had surgery. If you want to bless me with any financial, what? Okay, I... I saw you when we were six. What 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 are you talking about? I just thought it was funny. Most of my best best friends I, I met in middle school. So I'm not saying you're not gonna still be best friends or close friends with your elementary friends, but I think it's very likely that middle school and high school is where it's at. Uh my 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 oldest is super smart. He's he's also getting to that point where he's you know he's coming into his his own, and uh, he he's he's a silly kid. He, he likes making people laugh. And we were walking the dog the other day, and I was explaining to him, it's great to make people laugh, but you got to understand the difference between people that are laughing with you and and laughing at you, because people will definitely laugh at you if you let them. And sometimes that at the at the risk of being popular or being liked. We bypass that. And there is a comedian by the name of Howard Hughes, who, that's another long story, but he ran a comedy club in Arizona, Scottsdale, called Stand Up Scottsdale, which actually was on uh, Bar Rescue. (laughs) There's an episode of Bar Rescue. I wasn't going to this club at this time, because at this time, you either worked at Stand Up Scottsdale or you worked at the comedy spot. These were these very rival comedy clubs and if you did one you didn't do the other one if you did the other one you were banned from the other one and it was very stupid but i bring it all up because i never really had a good relationship with him he was a little wacky but you know there's some genius to to the way we think and this comes from a third party clayton perkins who was an hilarious comedian one of my big brothers in the game he went on tour with Cat Williams in like his first year of comedy. I think he was like in in like six months in. It was like unheard of. 
uh, originally from Dayton, Ohio. He, I met him out in Arizona. But he told Clayton there was a difference between, you know, as far as comedians, uh, you're either a clown or you're a matador. And sometimes comedians fall victim to being clowns, doing anything for a laugh and honking their, hon- you know, honking their nose and wearing the big feet. People laughing at you. Not really laughing with you. But if you can control the laughter, if, you know, you can bring them in to your world, you know, relate, be relatable. And and what you find funny, you share that. That's something special. So, you know, good luck to my oldest uh, as a fourth grader and good luck to your kids, whatever grade they are. Let's just count them down. <laughs> My youngest went to preschool. We never was about preschool. But we were like, hey, let's get you out of the house. They do have preschool. So we was only gone for three hours. But I will be honest with you. I do enjoy that. <laughs> because here's the thing about the kids. We have three of them. They outnumber us. However, when we can divide and conquer, me and his mom win every time. So when we're just dealing with the one, a baby, baby girl, she's two. She's no match for us, okay? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, sit down, you know, time out, you know, kick her down, you know, a step. I can't say steps, but, you know. Um, but he seems to really enjoy it. Uh, our middle child, uh, the preschooler, he's our wild child as of right now. And he seems to be doing really well, well-adjusted. Like, there was kids that were crying their first day. And uh, my son was just looking like, hey, when are the snacks? Like, when is snack time? So... <laughs> Uh, I think he's I think he's all about it. And uh, I think that's really cool to see. So that's going to end the episode. I hope you laughed a little bit. And uh, hey, wish me luck, even though this episode already, you know, (laughs) even though the show already happened. Wish me luck for future endeavors because I got some other great shows coming up and you can find all of that information on my Facebook uh, Day Peace Comedy group. Or you can go to my link tree. My link tree has a lot of my, you know, socials and, and the important things that you need to know about me. And also, I got uh, merchandise that have been flying off the shelves. I haven't had shirts in a long time, and I, I brought those back, and uh, they sell it, okay? So, that's the episode. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your week. I will talk to you soon. Can you believe we are already in September? Where has the year gone? Uh, if you hear this episode, reach out to me. Tell me how your year has been as we lead into the third and fourth quarter. Uh, you guys take care. I will talk to you soon. Until next time. Peace. Hey, that was a comedy teaser from my second comedy album, Peace of Mind, Side B, which went number one on iTunes and Amazon.com for not only new comedy release album, but also bestseller. I'm a bestseller. Okay, it's crazy. Uh, If you haven't listened to it, please check it out. It is streaming on everything that you can think of, wherever you listen to your digital music. And if you still want to purchase the album, you can go through iTunes, Amazon, and also Bandcamp. Uh, Please support me. And mama, I made it. Here's the 2022. I didn't know it was him. I didn't know it was him. Okay. So my name's Rachel. I'm trans. I came out three years ago. Uh, keep fucking clapping. Let's just... My first winter in Minnesota. It was white as the eyes can see. And there was some snow there. <laughs> we have an older kid. 
I talked I talked shit about on the last album. <laughs> and he heard it and he 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 was sad about it. I told him uh, it was a joke about him not being good at sports. And I was like, well, <laughs> prove me wrong. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Keep it going for JP. I mean, this, this might be a dope ass album. Who knows? <laughs>